The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Listen, I think, I think I'll be able to throw pretty good to him, about 60 or 70. I think that's the What? Hell yeah. <laughs> See those mountains over there, Paul? <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, I bet you Dan Marino could pick up a ball right now and swing that thing around a little bit. So I think I'll still be able to throw for a long time. That's not a problem. The arm's never the problem. It's everything else. Yeah, that's, that's right. the problem. It's it's don't hit me it's anymore. Being able to get rid of the football yeah. before you get splattered. But you know what? The way the NFL is going. I know. Keep the quarterbacks upright. Yeah. Keep them healthy. Keep them playing as long as possible. Don't touch the quarterbacks. There have been times over the years, Chris, I've joked about using the same rules that apply to roughing the punter and roughing the kicker. Once the ball's out, you can't touch them at all. You got to time it all just right. And if you time it wrong, it's on you. If you touch them at all, it's 5 or 15. I would not be stunned if at some point in my remaining lifetime – that rule gets at least discussed, if not implemented, when it comes to quarterbacks, all in the name of keeping them all as healthy as they can be. I, I You know, Mike, as sad as it is, I don't know if I disagree with you. Uh, the, the trajectory we're on, I'm not so sure it's not going to go that way either. And, I, you know, I know there's great value in the quarterback. You know I don't like it. I know you don't like it either. It's just it is what it is, and we're trying to deal with it. Yeah, there is great value. We're seeing that right here and right in our face with the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers and all that. I, I, I understand it. But, uh, yeah, as far as traditional football, the intimidation, the physicality, you know, that can change a quarterback's mindset and change a football game and, you know, make decisions hasty and make things, you know, not seem so clear. And that's uh, where I don't like it as far as the competitive advantage. But, man, Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean – I don't know. What do you think? Aaron Rodgers could, could have been a major league third baseman like a Mahomes could have been a shortstop, or you think he would have been a pitcher and throwing 100-mile-per-hour fastballs? I mean, those, those arms are going to last forever. Yeah, look, I think he could have done whatever he wanted right? to do involving yeah. that arm as the primary way to make his money. And 
I hope that he can throw like that when he's 60 or 70 because as I'm learning, as I creep closer to those ages, <laughs> you can still no throw? You even make it there. <laughs> yeah. So first you got to make it there. Hey, I, I can throw, baby. You know how I know? Whenever I have – because I love eating apples. Right. I love eating apples. It balances out my vices. And whenever I have some apples that I think – because I keep them in the refrigerator. I don't like room temperature apples. I hate room temperature apples. Don't give me a room temperature apple. Okay. I like a cold apple. I like <laughs> okay. it. It gets crisper. Yeah. When it's when it's room temperature, it just can get soft and nasty. I like a good crisp apple. So anyway, if I have some apples that I think maybe have been in the refrigerator a little too long, and I don't know how long is good for an apple that's refrigerated, but just in case, just in case, I take them out to the fence at the back of our patio, and I throw them down the hill for the deer to eat. Why throw them away? Yeah, Why put them yeah, down in the garbage good. disposal? I like you. I like Throw that. them out there for the deer to yeah, eat. Yeah. Right? Right. So I, I can I can, I can, can bring it. I can <laughs> sling an apple. I don't know if I can sling anything else, but I can sling an apple. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you so you get out. What do you get on like the back patio and just chuck it all the way down the hill? Like what kind of what kind of throw are we talking? 40, 50 yards of the apple here? Kind of like that, that far? We're just chucking it? Well, it's downhill, so it's farther until it hits the ground, which is nice. Yeah, it yeah. makes it feel like I'm throwing it actually farther. It's like we used to go to a driving range when I was a kid that was down a big hill. It was the ski slope they'd use in the winter time. The rest of the year, it was the driving range, so you didn't have to hit it very far to create <laughs> the illusion that it was <laughs> right. really hanging in the <laughs> yeah. air because it's all downhill. It was great. <laughs> Although I did have one friend who was so bad at it. One of my other friends said, and I never forget this line, I think you'd have more fun throwing the balls down the hill than trying to hit them with a golf club. But anyway, uh, whether you're throwing apples, golf balls, anything down the hill behind our house, yeah, it feels like it goes farther. And every once in a while, one of those apples hits and it like blows into seven pieces. So I feel like I had a little something extra on Okay, it. all right. You, got, you, got, you, still got, you still got the heater is what you're telling me. All right, you still got the heater. You got a little elbow grease in there. You still got it going. Okay. You got a nice fluid motion. Oh, I, it hurts when I'm done. Yeah, right. Do you, your, elbow or your, your elbow or your <laughs> shoulder? Where does it hurt you more than when you feel it? Everything. Everything. Okay. <laughs> Everything. Well, how, how, body. how about them apples? You're 58 years old, and that's what happens. All right? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> 57. Not yet, you <laughs> Sorry, 57. Oh, hey, not yet. I know. I still have a month. All right. We, hey, we'll we'll uh, celebrate so it. Can you so can you still throw? Can you still throw a football like you used to? I, I mean, not like I used to, but, yeah, I could still spin it pretty good. Right. You know, like like when I was on the the I, I went away with some friends, like I told you, in Miami early March. Right. And my one buddy, he's always let's have a catch. Let's do this. Let's do that. It's always something. Right. So he has a football on the beach. And yeah, you know, I I, I, I can still let it go pretty good between that and throwing baseballs with my Wait. little boy. Right. Oh, now. Time out. Yeah, time no. out. <laughs> OK. Time out. Right. Do you mean to tell me <laughs> we have been deprived for weeks now of the totally accidental and spontaneous slow motion video of Chris Sims and his buddies playing beach <laughs> yeah. football that just right. kind of pops up that no one <laughs> planned, no one directed, there was no film crew there. It was all done spontaneously without any pre planning. You mean to tell me that you don't have an answer to the Tom Brady? spontaneous hey, accidental beach football video you're a funny guy you're, i'm asking yeah, a question no i know no that's that's not me i am never going to be one that's going to film myself in any part of my free time of my life that will not happen 
yeah, right. I'm not. I, 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 it is funny, you know, how the world's become so about brand and everything like that. I just like, I think about a lot of times, like I see the other day, a few stars, like, you know, somebody's filming them on their way to OTAs. They're in the car. They're drinking a coffee on the way to football. And I'm like, man, I just can't imagine my dad or J- Lawrence Taylor or Reggie White or John Elway being like, oh, let me, you know, let me film myself or Instagram so it's good for my brand. It's just the world has changed so much. It's crazy. <laughs> there would have been some some interesting Lawrence Taylor videos. <laughs> Definitely would have been. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. What's in the background? You know Where what? is he? You know Who what? is that? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Knowing what I know about him through you, yeah. he probably would have embraced it. Yeah, he might have. He You're probably right. would have embraced it. <laughs> You're right. Who knows what he would have anyway. been done or said on there, or where he would have been. But, uh, yeah, you're right. He might have been one that embraced it for sure. But it's just, just to your point, it's very funny how we're in that world. I, I, I would have loved to have seen the video of him taking the phone up to the Sims household at 4 in the morning <laughs> to borrow golf clubs and or golf clothes. <laughs> yes, exactly. And waking up the whole family. Right. So I'm waking these Phil mother effers up. Look at them. They're sleeping. Clothes. Right. <laughs> They're sleeping. Oh, Skinny-ass Phil Sims trying to give me his pants that doesn't fit in here. I mean, oh, it, I know. It would have been good. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> All right. Um, I was going to say something else. And I can't remember what it was. Well, you're oh, well, 58. You still got an arm, the brain. We're not maybe. sure. Okay, you know we're we're not sure. <laughs> Itchy forehead, Itchy. Today. makeup in the wrong spot. Um, <laughs> I did. I did actually. I I I hustled today. I got. I I pushed the envelope as far as I could. Got into the shower at 6:47 and was still up here three minutes early. Wow. So I have perfected the whole military shower, quick shave, snap the toupee into place i've learned that if you actually have the snap surgically implanted in your head it just pops right on very easily so i was able to pull it off and get up here so i i'm really pushing one of these days i'm going to start the shower process at 650 and see if i can get done right. and ready and in position by the time the show starts but i did that because and i think we're going to talk about it later i i had a thought i had a thought today and it really got me fired up and if you're an eagles fan you want to hang around for the rest of the show, you want to anyway because you never know when you're going to just stumble into the greatness that is the kind of crap that he and I come up with on a regular basis. But I got something good. I got something that got me fired up. Okay. And I had to finish the story. All right. And it was a lot of a lot more a lot more snarky comment than than copy and paste in this one. But I crafted it in like a half hour, and I wanted to get it done, and I knew I was going to potentially be late, but I wasn't. All right. Okay. You'll know more what we're talking about later in the program. For now. And, you know, here's an example of why whenever I have an idea in my head, whatever it may be, as crazy it may sound, I need to just go ahead and blurt it out. Because yesterday, as we were talking about Jordan Love and the conundrum the Packers had and whether or not to pick up his fifth-year option and what they were going to do about it, when we played the Brian Gutekunst sound, the neuron fired, and I never embraced it, the possibility of just using this uncertainty. Because we talked about it with Blake Bortles yesterday, too. Yeah. That's what the Jaguars right. did right. with him as they were on the brink of his fifth-year option becoming fully guaranteed. It was injury guaranteed. It's ready to become fully guaranteed first day of the league year. They tore it up and replaced it with a new deal. Right. I had that idea bouncing around, and I didn't say it. They could just use this as an occasion to work out a contract. 
Now, I didn't think short-term deal that would simulate the the fifth-year option if he hits certain performance triggers, which I think is what they've done. Yeah, seems they've, like it. They've given him the ability to make up to the full amount of the fifth-year option, but right. he's going to have to play, and he's going to have to play well. He gets $13 million instead of $2 million in change that he was due to make this year. So it's a win-win. But that happened yesterday, not long after we wrapped up the show. I'd say within an hour after we finished, the reports started to land of a two-year contract between Jordan Love and the Packers that simulates the fifth-year option, protects the Packers against him not earning it this year, but gives him an extra $10 million fully guaranteed to counter the risk of injury and ineffectiveness because yeah, if he's right. just terrible this year, right. he's got nothing more. Yeah. So he gets an extra $10 million based on the, the presumption that he's going to earn it, and then he can earn a lot more on top of it. Yeah, that's right. I think he even has a chance maybe if he hits all the escalators to even you know outdo the fifth-year option price tag. No, right it, there. Matches it. It, it matches it. It matches it. Okay, all right. It, the thought- whole... The total, the total for two years, twenty two and a half million, right? Up to twenty two and a half. That's the total that he would have made this year and next year if gotcha. they'd exercised the fifth year option. So if he hits all the markers, he gets what he would have gotten if they'd pick up the fifth year option. Yeah, it's it's a, a great move by the Green Bay Packers. You know, it, it makes Jordan can settle Jordan Love down a little bit. You know, settle the whole conversation that we talk about. Where yeah. You know, hey, new contract, new contract. When are you going to get a new contract? Well, you know, when's that on your radar? So that takes that out of the, you know, the 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 questions is from the media at least as we go through the season and off season here. That's good, and like you said too, it, it that, that's the thing. I went. It protects Jordan Love. You know, it's a win for him too. In case he does get hurt, or even if he just he just plays okay. And they just go, okay, wait, all right, you pl- plays okay. You're not going to be the starter next year. He's protected and going to be one of the higher-paid backup quarterbacks in football within that. So I'm sure they were comfortable with that. And, you know, they're obviously comfortable with him being in the escalators. That will be a good problem for them to have either way. So, yeah, smart move by Green Bay. It really was. I didn't think about it. I know as soon as it came out, you texted that, like, oh, I wish I would have said it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a good move by both sides here. Well, and you take one good problem to have and you replace it with a different problem, and the reality is you've got him under contract for two years. So you get the benefit of the fifth-year option without, without the full price of the fifth-year option. And I yes. can't help but wonder right. whether or not what the Packers have done here, copycat league, I mean, is this something the Giants should have done with Daniel Jones last year? Is this something other teams will do with their quarterbacks or other players in lieu of picking up the fifth-year option. You go to the player and say, let's work out a two-year deal to replace the fourth year of your rookie contract and simulate the fifth-year option, but give us some protection and give you some protection. No, I I, I know. know, I think the Daniel Jones situation is a little different. I know what you're saying there. And what what I pose to you, too, because I saw some of this a little bit like, oh, maybe this will be a new thing. But, all right, so say the Giants did do that to Daniel Jones before last year, and he has the year he has. Don't you think he's still going to ask for a new contract? You know, that that's where that's where the other possibility here is. Jordan Love has a phenomenal year and goes 35 touchdowns and eight interceptions, and Green Bay wins a playoff game. If he asks for more money, I'm not going to sit here and go up, you know, oh, you signed that deal. I mean, I'm going to go, okay, yeah, he played, he's ready. He wants to be paid. Okay. 
Daniel Jones had played up to that point. I think they had seen enough to go. Wait, we you know, you know, we we we, we want to see him prove it with the right supporting staff here to earn the contract. It's a little different situation, but I get the point altogether. There, I talked myself in a circle there a little bit. Well, no, but but I I think what you're saying makes sense because look, it's unique to the situation. Right. That's I what think I'm the Giants to. specifically wanted to dangle the carrot yes. for Daniel Jones. Right, right. I think they wanted him to be in the position where he was in a contract year to yeah. get the most out exactly. of him, see if he would rise up to what they need from him and unlock in himself something we hadn't seen yet during the time he'd been playing. This is a unique case where you have a first-round pick right. that you specifically selected to be your future quarterback who has hardly played. We don't know what he's going to do. Yep, He doesn't know what he's going to do. Why don't we share this risk? Yeah, and make it's it a little more comfortable. It's not fair for us as the team right. to take the full $20.3 million. It's not fair for you to only make $2 million and change in the fourth year of your rookie deal when you're going to be our starter. Gets back to what we were saying yesterday where, as it relates to Mahomes, you got to have a nice car if you're the starting quarterback of the team. And, you know, the Phillip Rivers deal from a few years ago in Indy, you got to do something to take care of this guy. I mean, come on. It's kind of embarrassing that the Packers are only paying their starting quarterback $2.6 million or whatever the number is when they had given Aaron Rodgers this ridiculous contract for the final year of his time with the team. So I think the circumstance is different. And you're right. If Love plays great, he's still going to want a new contract. Yeah. But the Packers still have the ability yeah, to say right. you're under contract. Right. For next year. Yeah. You're under contract. So, and you know what? The one thing, since we're down this rabbit hole, yeah. Because they've done a new deal that wipes out the fifth year option, if he does hold out next year, he doesn't get himself into a situation where missing a preseason game results in a fine that's in the amount of a full regular season game check. That's what happens by rule under the CBA for the fifth-year option. So that's a reason for the player to do it because I'm still under contract for five years. But if I'm not happy with what I've agreed to take next year, I can take a stand. I can hold out a la Khalil Mack a few years ago yeah, with the Raiders. Right. I'm in my fifth-year option. Right. I want my long-term deal. I don't want to wait a year. I don't want to play the franchise tag game. I want it now. So I think everything's on the table based upon what he does this year. But he gets some protection this year. Packers get some protection next year. It really does feel like a win-win, and I think it could be used elsewhere. But it is a case-by-case Yes thing because Chris for most guys who are at this point they've played enough where you can we make a decision exactly this is the one situation where we want him he's our guy but we don't know what he yeah we're not sure do. he doesn't know what he's gonna do right right so let's make him a little bit more comfortable in this situation and we can save our own butts here uh, in case something happens unforeseen too and yeah that's why I think it works for both sides there well, I'm, I'm, it's a good move by Green Bay and I, I like Green Bay's draft, you know, the Green Bay Packers football team. We know it underperformed last year. It's got potential. Him with those receivers, that running game, the new tight ends they got coming into town, that defense, I would think they're going to be a little chippy after underperforming from last year. You know, I'm, I'm excited for the potential of, of Green Bay. And I'm excited to see, you know, the potential of Jordan Love and what he can do with you know, taking this team by the reins and, and, you know, being the leader of the football team now that Aaron Rodgers is gone. Around any corner, 
Within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. And as I think back on what we were talking about at about this time yesterday, the clue from GM Brian Gutekunst was, we're going to work on that. Yeah. We're going to work right, on that. Right. And I remember thinking, what do you have to work on? Yeah. How do you not said know that, I think. where you are, yeah. where you stand? Like, what's there to work on? Well, you know what there was to work on. Working on a contract. That's what they were working on. That's why I'm pissed at myself for not pulling that thread. That's what we do. We come to the table here every day without a whole lot of stuff that we plan to say. We give very little thought, at least I know I do, in advance of what we plan to say. We get into organic conversations. We have ideas. We develop the ideas through our back and forth. And I'm pissed at myself, Chris, because I had an idea yesterday that I didn't properly develop. And Yeah, uh, it's all right. You can't always learned. be you can't always be Nostradamus, all right? You're not the Let's Oracle, learn. all right? So don't don't worry. Your 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 pasta and meatballs. It's still one of the best guts I know. So don't worry. You're you're, you're still ranked very high uh, on my list as far as that that is concerned. But yeah, this this um, this Packer thing and this quarterback situation thing, like you talked about the contract, it'd be interesting to see if teams adopt this. But you're right. It's, it's going to be that this type of occasion. It's not going to be a thing where, you know, it, it's odd to get this far down the road with a situation like this at the quarterback position, and we go, we haven't really seen them play, uh, but certainly it's out there now for other teams to follow. It's an option that we're all now aware yeah, of. Yeah, that's right. That's Whether right. the teams have been aware of it for years, who knows. This is a fairly recent development where the fifth-year option is guaranteed fully and completely upon exercise not upon the commencement of the next league year. So teams have kind of been feeling their way through it. Back when Doug Martin, a.k.a. the muscle hamster, and yeah. it's amazing, just another example of guys who were great players that you just kind of forget about once they're gone. The Buccaneers didn't pick up his fifth-year option. It was only injury guaranteed, and he went out and had a great contract year, and, and they paid him on the back end. But now it's higher risk for the team, fully guaranteed from the moment it's exercised. And now... We all are aware. No team can say they're not aware of the opportunity to possibly work out a deal that simulates most of 
the fifth-year option and gives the player a chance to earn every penny of it in lieu of the team being on the hook for it. All right, uh, let's move on to the former Packers quarterback making a Tuesday Mr. appearance New York. with Pat McAfee. He is now – hey, he's smart. Everything he's done is smart. It may all be contrived and planned and manicured, as manicured as the Tom Brady Beach football video – but it's smart. He's got a new fan base he's got to cozy up to and or suck up to, and he's been doing it. Here he is talking to Pat McAfee yesterday on how the new quarterback of the New York Jets is settling in. Yeah, it's been great. I mean, everything is new. It's like the first day of school every single day. There's new people to meet and got to figure out your routine and, you know, where the laundry loops go and, and you know, mail and cleats and weight room shoes and all this stuff. Everything's new and exciting and fun. Uh, I'm just pinching myself a lot of days. Just, I, I can't believe, uh, you know, it's real sometimes. So it's been, it's been a dream for sure. Uh, just to be here, uh, definitely feel energized, uh, to be in the building that takes nothing away from the 18 beautiful years I spent in green Bay. I mean, that was like, how can you ask for any, uh, anything better than that? And, and just such a special place to play. Um, but yeah, 18 years, the same spot. You also get used to everything and everything is just kind of the same old, same old in a lot of ways, which has its beauty for sure. But with everything being new and embracing the change and, and the, just the things that maybe aren't as comfortable as it used to be, has been a lot of fun. Yeah, and there's a lot of appeal to that. Yeah, the is. idea that he gets a new start. It's exciting. It's right. different. He'd been in the same place his entire career. He's being embraced. It's never going to be better than it is right now. He's able to go out and hobnob and feel the love and the adulation of the fans. They have no reason to be upset with him because he hasn't thrown a pass yet. It could change by October. We know how the Jets fans can be. Uh, yeah. They could be clamoring for Zach Wilson. <laughs> they could be Jets demanding that they do a trade. <laughs> And bring back Mike White for crying out <laughs> right, loud. Right. We don't know where they're going to be, but it's all going to hinge on how they get off to the start of the season. That's why the schedule release coming up reportedly, presumably, in eight days. You know, the past couple of years, our first reaction to the Jets' schedule, once we see the configuration of the games, has been who'd they piss off at the league office. Yeah. Because all the tough games were loaded into the front end. If they get a bunch of tough games early and they struggle, and they are going to have struggles this year, you play the Eagles, the Chiefs, the three teams in your division twice each, you throw in the Cowboys, the Giants, yeah, there's a chance the wins aren't going to come. There's a chance it's not going to click right away. Is that bond still going to be there? So now's the time to enjoy the honeymoon phase of the relationship. It's never going to be better than it is right now. It's only going to potentially go downhill. It'll be as good maybe as it is right now, but it's never going to be better than it is right now unless you're having your Super Bowl parade. And so enjoy it. Soak it in every day of your life. Find a way to find a positive in it. That's what he's doing. I applaud it. I appreciate it. And yeah. I think it's smart. Right. I think it's smart to be out and about in New York and 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 making that connection to your new town. No, definitely. It, it is. I, I think it's, it's great. The city's embracing him. I mean, come on. He's a star of stars, as we know. You know, he's one of those short list people of like when he comes to town, it was like, oh, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are coming to town. But Aaron Rodgers got first billing and people in New York, they want to see him. They want to be around him. I, I've even heard from people within the Jets organization like, you know, I, I think he's being tugged by players too. like, hey, I want to go out here with you. I want to do this with you. I want to do that. So that's part of the reason he's out and about, too, is not only to be seen, but I think he's also trying to, you know, 
enhance the camaraderie bond and do that. Oh, Sauce, you want to go to the game? Okay, I wasn't planning on it, but okay, Sauce, let's go. I'll go to the game with you. Let's do it. Let's create a little bond, offense, defense there. So that's where it's smart, too. And that's where, you know, to your point, you know, Mike, like, you know, we hit on this a little last week and all that. This is where I'm just a believer that I think the energy of the newness and all of this is just going to be a positive for the Jets and Rodgers. I think one, it's going to invigorate Rodgers because he can be like, damn, New York, they, they love sports and I don't want to let them down. And, you know, this is, this is great to be a part of. And then I think there's the other aspect of he's like that, but then the Jets are going to invigorate him too. I mean, he's going to invigorate them in the locker room, but, you know, the energy in the building, what he's alluded to as far as Robert Sala and, you know, he empowers the young players that have energy and personality. That's different than Green Bay. I don't know. Green Bay doesn't have any players up there like Sauce Gardner or Garrett Wilson or some of those personalities like that. So that'll invigorate him. He'll invigorate the team because they're going to go, oh, my gosh, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's the man. We can be good. And that's where, you know, a lot of times when these superstars make these type of moves, we see positives because of, I think, that little formula right there. And, look, while you're talking, I've what you giggling trying at? to fill my head. <laughs> well, Pete's trying to get me to say snarky things. Like, folks out there think that all the snarky, mean-spirited things I say come directly from me. We have a Cyrano de Bergerac in the control room who will say things to us in an effort to get us to say them. Well, oh, Pete, do you deny? Do you deny? Do you deny that you were not trying to to get me to say something snarky what did i say what did i say that he wanted a snarky look at what no he's no he's trying to get me to say hey look at what a great time i'm having packers now that i've left you and i'm gone from you something like oh yeah he's trying to stir the pot over here pete yeah yeah yeah. no it has not it's not about sticking to the pack exactly right it's about it's about setting the right relationship in new york and i want to bring up the photo the last photo in this series we had because i have an idea now oh okay Aaron Rodgers and I have a common friend oh, other than you. Oh, baby, start it. The threesome. My, my new friend, Spike Lee. <laughs> well, I wouldn't necessarily use that word. But, but my, my new friend, Spike Lee, I went to Brooklyn. to see, I dropped everything to go to Brooklyn to see him. So, Spike, help me out. Let's... Let's uh, let's have a, a little get together, me, you, and Aaron. I think it would be productive. I think it would be great. Uh, Aaron would refuse to do it, but you know what? See, if Spike asks you to do it, you're going to do, do it. it. If he's truly and fully immersed in the New York experience, if Spike asks him to come for a meal, lunch, whatever, and I'm going to be up there fairly soon too, so we could do this May 15th, 16th. We're going to be up in the area, maybe. Maybe uh, let's a, set it away. A, a let's set it up. Hey, forget the dinner. threesome. Bring me along. I foursome. I, I want to get in there. If you're gonna get that together, I want in too. Okay, I'm not. You can't hang out with Aaron Rodgers and Spike Lee without me up here in New York. That'd be effed up if you do that to me. All right. So you better include me if that happens. <laughs> One thing I know about being in Brooklyn, it smells like weed everywhere. Yeah, so you would be. Very I'll be there at home. That's right in Brooklyn. <laughs> weed. Everywhere uh, well, in Brooklyn. Oh, Weed was seeping under the door of my hotel room in Brooklyn. Yeah, Weed welcome to Brooklyn. Everywhere. How about them apples? You know, but, yeah, hey, hey, Rodgers, first off, the Knicks get the win last night. That was big. But, like, even in those pictures there, and, and, and you know, because the Knicks are in the playoffs and have a chance here again, 
I mean, it's stars of stars at the Knicks games right now in the first three rows. It's just one big actor and music personality and whoever after another. And when they show they're all going over. Like we saw with that picture with Spike Lee there. They're going over to say hi to Aaron Rodgers. That, that's the cool thing. That's how, you know. That can't be a recent photo. That that's, first photo can't be recent. He didn't grow a beard in a day. No, I think that might have been, that first that been for there. the playoff game from a few days ago. Was it yeah, last he's, night? He's been there three oh, nights in a row, I think. Night. Oh, I think he went shame. hockey Saturday night, basketball Sunday, and now basketball Tuesday. So that's three out of four nights he's been in oh. Madison Square Garden. And it's, it's smart. We know what he's doing, and it's okay. It's smart for him to do it. So he shaved yesterday at some point, showed up clean-shaven for last night's game. Did they win or lose last night? The, the, uh, the, Knicks, the Knicks won. The Knicks won. He yeah. won't, <laughs> so it's he won't be one. going to any more Rangers game because they lost to the Devils. That's right. Eat it. Jersey conquers New York again. Eat it. <laughs> was, that, was that game seven that they lost to the Devils? That That's right, Mike. Rub it in there. The They're rubbing into that jerk Pete. That's right. Yep, that was game seven that those Rangers choked against the Devils. That's right. For nothing. Hell, I should have I painted my face um, <laughs> for that. Okay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, more comments from the yeah. Pat McAfee Show on Tuesday on how the new Jets quarterback is settling in on the practice field with his new teammates. Here he is. You know, I want to make sure I was ready to go once this, this started. Obviously, I've spent a lot of time in, uh, out west over the last few years in the offseason, which has honestly been incredible for me because those workouts there, my body work guy Tommy out there, um, the structure is so incredible. I feel like that's what puts me in the best shape to be successful once the season starts. But I knew with a new team that I'm going to have to be here a little bit more just to get to know the guys, let them feel the cadence and uh, start to, you know, step into the leadership role that uh, is uh, – you know, it's going to be open for my, you know, seamless transition there as a quarterback. Um, so definitely wanted to be here uh, a little bit more. But I'm still, you know, going to take some time and and uh, get back out west at some point. But I'll, you know, definitely be here uh, for probably, you know, more than half of the remaining days. But I really wanted to be here the first week to uh, to get to know the guys and to uh, go through the workouts and, and be around. And, and then, you know, I have some things planned. I got to miss a few days. But... Uh, but it's been good to be out here with all the guys, and I think, you know, guys feel the energy that uh, that I've been bringing and that I kind of bring on a daily basis, and I think there's a lot of excitement around here. Well, the truth comes out a week after his press conference where he seemed very eager to practice. Is there practice tomorrow? Then I'll be there. Of course, there wasn't practice last week. Something closer to practice this week with yeah. Phase 2, and we've seen the slow-motion videos of right. him with the hoodie and his new red, jersey. red number 8 jersey right. over it and throwing the passes. But he's not going to be there for the whole – there it is, slow motion. Slow motion. Now, that's okay because it's we expect it. The spontaneous beach football, we don't expect it. So, I mean, he throws, still throws a pretty ball. I mean, even with oh, no helmets on, no opponents around, it doesn't still get Aaron much prettier. That's right. That's right. But, but look, he, he admitted. He admitted. And they did their best to gloss over this last week, Chris. He admitted he's not going to be there for everything. And I think he should be there for everything. I think it's critical that he be there for everything. He's there in, like, this initial burst, and then he's going to disappear for a while. And there's 10 OTA practices, up to 10. What often happens is the head coach will pull the plug on the last one and they'll go bowling or something like that. But still, I think he should be there for all the OTAs. And it sounds now that, again, the reality is starting to trickle out 
He's probably not going to be there for everything. And see, he's not going to get any flack from that rough and tough New York media that he's bracing for an attack from because he's been sucking up to everybody the right way. It's all in how you handle it. Well, sure. It's all in how you handle it. Hey, everybody, here I am. I love everybody. I'm excited to get to know the New York media. And here I am at the Rangers games and and the Knicks games. And I'm I'm the toast of the town. And uh, I'm going to go away for a little while and I'll be back. But you keep the light on for me. I won't be gone long. I won't be gone long. Instead of being there for everything, I still think it's critical. I mean, they need to hit the ground sprinting week one. Where do you see that schedule next week? What if it's Jets-Giants week one? It's not going to be some cream puff nothing game. Not that there's a lot of cream puff nothing games on their schedule. No. they got to be ready to go week one. And I guarantee you, if you attach Robert Sala, the head coach of the team, to a lie detector test, he'll tell you, I wish this guy was here for every offseason practice. I wish he didn't have to go. I wish he'd be here all in for everything because these guys have to get comfortable with him. It's one thing for him to get comfortable with them. They need to get comfortable with him. That was the flaw last year that kept them out of the playoffs. They weren't comfortable with him. The new players weren't comfortable with him. That's why he should be there. And I know, hey, he made commitments, whatever. That's fine. But, but you either want to compete at your highest possible level or you don't. You either want to earn your $60 million or you don't. You either want to pursue a championship or you don't. And I, I'm sorry. Get, I don't care if people get mad at me. Jets fans should be happy that I'm saying it because at the end of the day, he should want to be there for everything, to be fully and completely prepared for what's coming when week one rolls around and beyond. Because they're going to have a target on them. What non-playoff team has ever had a target like the target the Jets are going to have this year? Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Everybody's going to want to beat the Jets. And what the hell have the Jets done the last 40 years? No, you're, you're right. I mean, the Jets are, yeah, they're one of the marquee teams right now. And, you know, they, they, they own it. They're kind of boisterous. And they have, like we talked about a minute ago, some personalities who, you know, they make comments like Sauce Gardner said, you know, it's easy. It's easy to get in the playoffs now. And I know he didn't mean it like that. I'm oh, just easier. 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 Excuse me. <laughs> right. Easier. Right. Uh, correction. But. You know, that, that is the Jets. They do have that kind of confidence. Let's see. Let's see how this plays out with Rodgers, right? I, I, you know, again, I'm not going to – if he just misses a random, oh, okay, you know, next week there's no practice and he misses – said half. You know, half. Well, I know. Half. So, but, but what I want to know is if it's the OTAs, he's there for all the OTAs, there's more, you know, value in that than your normal, hey, we're going in and we're going to lift and run – and then we have a 30-minute meeting about football, and then the day is over for the most part. Like, I, if he misses a few of those days, if he misses the majority of those type of days, I don't think it's a huge deal. Would I like him there, Mike? Of course I would. 100%. I'm with you all the way. I'm not trying to argue against you. But I do think there's little different areas of, of context here and degrees of not being there and not being the leader. So, it, again, the workout days, all right. If it becomes the practice days and OTAs and all that, well, he yeah he's gonna he's gonna reignite the that conversation on the fan with Boomer and Geo and everybody else where they're gonna go what the hell? So he, he that's where he's got to be careful. You're right, and and uh, hopefully he doesn't do that because like you said, it, it is the AFC as we as I've been saying for the last two weeks. I think it's as good as it's been since the seventies, and I don't remember the AFC East ever being this good except maybe the mid 80s a little bit I don't know so you're right they got to hit the ground running and him being there is is paramount to that happening 
But see, he swooped in, created the impression he would be there for everything, created the impression he was eager, he's made the rounds, he's hobnobbed, and he's going to disappear for half of the remaining off-season program. And he didn't say which half of which phase could be half of the rest of phase two, half of all of phase three. We'll find out. And, of course, there will be that never-ending chorus of these are voluntary. But, but again, but again, you're either willing to make that trade-off, to make that investment full and complete into becoming the best you can be for your team and making your players as comfortable as they can be and everyone in the building as comfortable as they can be and getting everyone ready for what is to come. You either do it or you don't. And if you're not doing it, fine. But you know who is? Everybody else that you play. <laughs> Everybody else who's gunning for you is doing it. These issues don't happen well, elsewhere. Well, you know Mahomes, Mahomes and Allen that's and Burrow are going to be there. And you know they're going to be there. So that's, that's yeah. who you got to hold yourself to they're the gonna, standard. They're, and they're not talking about it. Right. They're not talking about it. They're just doing it. Mahomes is going to be there. Mahomes is all in. Mahomes is going to gather his guys down in Dallas. Hell, Mahomes was working out with guys that hadn't even been drafted yet. Right. For crying out loud. Yeah. Scouting them. So, I think he's scouting so, them, this, too. That's where I go. I, I think yeah, exactly. they, they're going, scout them out and let us know, and maybe we'll trade up to get Zay Flowers or whatever else. That, that's what's amazing about it. And and so, I mean, look, and, and I understand that it's not healthy to be completely obsessed with your work. I understand that there's balance to be had in the name of short-term and long-term mental health. I get it. But we're talking about a competitive enterprise where one person gets the trophy, one team gets to hold it up there. And usually, usually, it's a team that has been crazy, psycho, over-the-top, obsessed with everything, present for everything. Midnight oil, coaches sleeping in the office, guys busting their asses to do everything that they're supposed to do, watching film, drinking the right amount of water, eating the right amount of food, sleeping the right amount of hours, every little detail buttoned up, a full and complete obsession. And even then, even then, your season comes down to a bad call here, good yeah, call there, right. bounce of the ball here, gust of wind there. But, but we've seen time and again these teams – that are fully and completely and totally committed to the cause. And so that's my point. If you're going to disappear for half of the remainder of the offseason program, that's fine. But all those other teams that are going to be trying to beat you come September aren't. No, and, I, I hear you, Mike. You know, I hear is, you. There, is there a line? Is there a line to be drawn? I don't know. I don't know. But why even invite the discussion? Why even have the conversation? Why not just be there getting yourself ready? That's my point. I, and, and again, Everybody else is doing it, and Mahomes is the prime example. Yeah, well, let, let's see where it goes. Let's see what days he does miss. You know, again, yeah, I'm, I know I'm with you. And I, I'd like him there, you know, not 100%, 98% attendance. 100, I'm, I'm with you all the way there. But, you know, like I said, I will have a different view if he's there for practice and, oh, he missed Monday or Tuesday workout. You know, this, you know the other thing we got to remember with a guy like this, too, he, you know, missed one or two days. He's He's got a freaking private plane, so I'm sure it's easy for him to get around. Uh, but your point's real, Mike. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, I think it's what's to your point. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. To your point, Rasheed Rice drafted by the Chiefs after right. working out with Patrick Mahomes. They traded up to get him. So you're right. He's out there scouting. He's participating in the personnel evaluation. Actively participating. Hands dirty in it. Working with these guys. Right. right. Not just watching film. Right. Working with these guys. Yeah. Because I think they realized last year, remember what Andy Reid told you? Yeah. He went out there before the Jaguars game. He's thrown passes with these guys, and he's given us notes, and oh my God, these are good. 
He's, so he's, why not? If he'll do it, why not enlist him? He's he's because he's you know I didn't mean to even change the subject here you know and and but but yeah it, it it's it's again another comparison to me of it's Michael Jordan ish right Michael Jordan was famous in the off season for like hey stars of the NBA come here and play I'm we're working out here and we play for two or three hours every night you know you you saw that on his uh, the documentary on ESPN right you know he's he, they're out in L A he was filming Space Jam, but they were playing basketball every, you know, every night for three hours. And NBA players were all coming in and he scouts them out. All of a sudden one guy's on the team and this guy's on the team and hey Rodman, come work with us. And oh, and then he's on the team. And so it it's it's uh the comparison there. The guy's magical. He's the man on the field and he's the man off the field. And uh there's something to to be learned by that from from all young kids and junkies out there in any profession. And he, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, just some of the quarterbacks who will be at some point standing in the way of Aaron Rodgers and an opportunity to return to the Super Bowl for the first time in 13 years. So I think, too, Mike, what maybe gives Rodgers like a little bit of a not going to be easy. I feel like, oh, I can miss a day here or there, too, is the fact that, you know, unlike Stafford, who went to. McVeigh or Brady who went down to Tampa this his offense is the same for him so that's where right. there's probably a little less of like that oh man I got to get all this down and I got to figure all this out and I got to be there every day to be a part so there there's a part there where he probably looks at it and goes I I'm I'm there you guys actually got to catch up to me I know this is a new team but I know this offense better than you and you know that that aspect is a little different for this type of situation as well it is, but those guys still need to get yeah, comfortable I agree. with him. He knew I the agree. offense last year in Green Bay, but the new right. players weren't comfortable with him, and it showed the first half of the season. On that point, here he is from yesterday with Pat McAfee talking about his knowledge of the offense that Nathaniel Hackett, former Packers offensive coordinator, one-year Broncos head coach, will be employing in New York, and also Offensive Rookie of the Year from 2022, Garrett Wilson, one of the top weapons available to Aaron Rodgers. Here he is. Cadence is going to be my cadence that I've used my entire career. Um, so it'll be fun to, to, you know, I was doing it today in some of the QB center exchanges, testing those guys with different uh, inflections and long counts and short counts and, and all that stuff. So uh, it's fun to fun to be here and be a part of it. Obviously, Garrett, you know, he's a talented guy. And then it's, it's uh, threw him a pass today and just kind of turned and was like, wow. That was his, his ability to – kind of get in and out of his break because there's another 17 i played with for a long time who does it better than anybody yeah. and uh but the explosiveness in and out of the breaks uh to 17 here is uh, is pretty similar and that other 17 obviously Devonte adams a guy that aaron Rodgers didn't have access to last year he'd been traded to the las vegas raiders look at the numbers there last year to this year and it's amazing when you think that you know, we have this perception that Devontae Adams had kind of a down year. He really didn't. No. He had a pretty good year. No, I think in Las Vegas. Yeah. He had a better year than Garrett Wilson, who won offensive rookie of the year honor. I think I you're right. You know, yeah, there is that perception. I think the perception's there because I think anybody who really studied the Raiders and watched the film, you went, Wait, he should have had like you know, an extra hundred yards in that Steelers game at the end of the year, another hundred yards in the Rams game, and the uh, you know, and when they blew it to Baker Mayfield and everybody, 
You know, there was some games there where, yeah, Derek Carr didn't play his best, and they, they left some plays and opportunities on the field. You know, and I think that's ultimately what led to Derek Carr not being there, you know, a little bit, or at least part of the conversation. But, yeah, you're right. People do view it as a down year, but I think it's because of what was there to be had. You know, there was a little meat left on the bone in that department. He did have some down games as well, as Pete points out. Multiple games under 50 yards, one game with only three yards, and still had incredible production for the full scope of his first season with the Las Vegas Raiders. And going to be a challenge to duplicate that this year because quarterback Derek Carr out, Jimmy Garoppolo in. So, uh, look, it's going to make the year fun. It's going to make it exciting. I still don't know how I would feel deep down if I was a Jets fan once I start looking at the schedule. And it all becomes tangible next week when we see week one, week two, week three, where's the bye week, how many primetime games, how much does our routine, and they're very used to the routine of 1 o'clock Eastern on Sunday because that's where the teams no one cares about typically play most of their games. Now that they're a team that everyone cares about, they're going to get yanked all over the place. Monday night, Sunday night, Thursday night. Remember, the new rule this year, you can be scheduled Sunday to Thursday twice. How about Jets-Cowboys for the Thanksgiving game? Yeah. Would that be nuts? Would that be playoff-level audience if they go Jets at Cowboys on Thanksgiving afternoon? Holy crap. But look at those games. And I suspect that the tug-of-war is going on currently between all the networks to get as many as they could. Because remember, Chris, this is the first year that they've torn down that wall of the CBS being the unofficial AFC network and Fox being the unofficial NFC network. They assign the games to whoever, whenever, however. And I bet you Fox, CBS, NBC, ESPN, slash ABC, and Amazon are trying to get as many Jets games as they can each. I I don't disagree. I mean, there's some heavy hitters on that list, on that schedule right there. Uh, and, and, you know, the other thing you look at, you go, they got nine home games and they got the, you know, the Giants on the road, which essentially goes 10 home games this year for the New York Jets. Good advantage for them there. But, yeah, I I would think they're being tossed around in every marquee spot possible and the tug of war between NBC, ESPN, Fox, and CBS is all going on to get a little taste of the Jets and Rodgers, you know, at the most premium spot possible. And, you know, it's funny, I understand, and we've been around it enough, and uh, I, I think they get nervous when we talk about it, but just the idea that there is this this effort to try to get – look, at the end of the day, the NFL is going to do what's right for the NFL. The NFL is going to put these games in the biggest possible spots, and obviously NBC Sunday Night Football is one of the biggest possible spots you can be in. So there will be Jets games on Sunday night, even though the Jets haven't been on NBC since butt fumble Thanksgiving 2012 they'll be on Monday night they'll be on Thursday night they'll they'll maybe be on Saturday and you know most of their Sunday games are probably going to be 425 p.m. kickoff why waste them at one o'clock when you can tuck them into that prime real estate on CBS or Fox which generates tremendous numbers as well so beyond the three weekly night windows you've got those late afternoon windows that do well too that lead into the night game so there's going to be a lot for everyone I think there's going to be enough to go around but at the end of the day the NFL is the one that benefits because the NFL likes to be able to trumpet the millions that are watching the games you got New York market you got Aaron Rodgers you got team that has a chance to be good the NFL has a great opportunity here to strategically drop the games in spots where there will be 
tremendous audiences and every broadcast partner is going to benefit from it. And at the end of the day, will someone benefit from it a little bit more than someone else? Maybe. But this is the old rising tide lifts all boats dynamic for the networks that broadcast NFL games. Yeah, no, it's 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 a it's a good problem to have. It's New York. It's the Jets. It's Aaron Rodgers. We know the power of the New York market, you know, on TV, everything there. Right. And then you add in that. Yeah, it's New England and Boston twice a year. And they got to play Philadelphia, which has got a, another great market, right? You know, And then you got, of course, some stars where, okay, maybe that market's not the best, but damn, I want to see Mahomes versus Rodgers and the New York Jets or, or Josh Allen versus Aaron Rodgers and an AFC East showdown. So there's a lot of great possibilities. I'm really excited for it. I am. And the AFC just... You know, the more you talk about it, the more you start talking about these matchups. It's just, it's unreal where we are right now with the quarterbacks and the teams we got. We're going to have a draft later in the program of the 2023 quarterback duels we are most looking forward to seeing sparked by this notion. Well, I think it was sparked by something that happened. It was sparked by LeBron beating Steph last night. You know, they're going at it again, right? They're rivals. The Lakers beat the Golden State in, in Golden State to win the first game of the series. You know, and they've had a great rivalry. And Steph's got, what, four championships, right? LeBron's got four championships. So they're kind of dueling it out for whatever. You know, people are trying to make it the king of this era or whatever uh, you want to call it. Given that the Penguins are not in the NHL playoffs for the first time in a long time, and I don't have another sport to pivot to post-draft when I have some time to actually enjoy sporting events other than focusing on football – Maybe I need to rediscover the NBA. It's been a while, but I don't have a team. I never really had a favorite team yeah. in the NBA. It was more you you become drawn to certain players, not teams. And I, I think that's how it is for a lot of fans these days. I'm sure there are plenty, many, yeah, most, that have a team they're loyal to. But I think a lot of the fans just go with wherever LeBron James ends up. Well, that basketball definitely that has more of that. Up. You're right. You're right. I, I mean, yeah, it definitely does. I, I would agree with that there. It's a little more player-driven in basketball for sure. But the Knicks being back in the playoffs and being relevant made it exciting, and it's a fun atmosphere. You know, the Sixers-Celtics, Mike, you can get behind that. It's going to be a good series. I'll throw that out there for you. And, uh, you know, well, the other thing, too, with basketball is you can enjoy rooting against – like, I'm rooting so much against the Suns and don't want to see Durant and them win a final. Like, I, I've adopted that as my team because to root against. I just want to go, nah, I don't want to – I want to see anybody but that team win the championship. So that's where I also get a little emotionally invested is actually rooting against some teams and players in, in, in the NBA. The first team that I ever really liked in the NBA was the Celtics because John Havlicek was from the area where I grew up. So I was aware of him, and he's on the Celtics, so you root for him to do well because he grew up like five minutes from where I did. So that was the connection. And then then comes Michael Jordan, and that changes everything. Yes. I mean, weren't we all Bulls fans? Even the fans of the other teams, even Pistons fans were at some level Bulls fans. Probably not, but still, Michael Jordan changed it all, and yeah, now, hey, you know what? Let's go back to where we started this segment. Aaron Rodgers and Spike Lee. Spike Lee, my new friend. He's a Knicks fan. He's been waiting a long time. Pete told me the Knicks will disappoint me as much as the Vikings do. That's incorrect. The Knicks aren't good enough to disappoint anyone. <laughs> the, <laughs> That's the, Knicks, true. the Knicks don't have tragic playoff losses like the Vikings can line up one after the other. That's the 
that's the one good thing about having a team that never makes it to the playoffs. You can't have your heart ripped out and shown to you Omamshibas style <laughs> when you flame out in the postseason. All right, let's uh, take a break now that we flamed out of this opening segment. The fifth-year option deadline was yesterday, and the 2021st round sure as hell flamed out. We'll look at who survived and who is going to be in a contract year, and not for good reasons, when PFT Live continues right after this. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 